Welcome to the Country Music Road Trip Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm so glad to have you along. I recently concluded my mini-series where I listed my top 90 underrated songs of the 90s. And a little spoiler alert if you haven't listened to it, the artist at number one is joining me on this podcast. And it's none other than Sammy Kershaw. And full disclosure, this interview happened very spontaneously. I was at a show where Sammy had just finished sound checked, and the next thing I know, I was in invited to go chat with Sammy. It was completely unexpected. I think I had less than 10 minutes of prep time and I grabbed my phone, recorded it. We sat in lawn chairs that were situated next to the stage in his tour bus. So you will hear all the noises of generators, buses, people in the background. So not the best audio for a podcast, but a true behind the scenes moment. It was such a joy to talk to Sammy. He's a true class act that has given us so much iconic music. We're going to talk about all the new music he's working on, plus his Roots and Boots tour, and so much more. Here is my conversation with Sammy Kershaw on Country Music Road Trip Podcast. And I am talking with the legend, Sammy Kershaw. Well, I don't know about that legend stuff. I think so. Uh, my I name is so. Sam Kershaw. <laughs> all right, so we've been talking about what I think is the most underrated song of the 90s. Matches. Matches uh, is one of my favorite songs that I've recorded in my career. And a little story I can tell you, back uh, when we released that song to radio, a lot of radio around the country jumped on that record right away. They started playing it a lot. And then a couple of weeks or so later, we put out the video, and some of, of the radio stations around the country quit playing that record because they said that the video was too violent. It was so good. Which I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't uh, uh, get that at the time. But you know, it, it's just a sad old country song. Anytime you hear a guy singing a sad country song, it's always the same story. You know, I loved her, she left me. But the endings are different. Yes. And our ending was she left the matches so I burnt the place down. Exactly. And you have had some very creative music videos of the, you know, over the years. You've done trilogies and all kinds of stuff. And I want to talk about my friend Fred. Oh, that is a great music video. Can you oh, talk about that song? Thank you very much. Uh, my friend Fred. I'll be honest with you. I tried to get that song. It was written two years before I recorded. The first time I ever went to the studio to, to uh, do some vocals on some of my albums, uh, the writer was there, and also the other writer, the co-writer, is uh, is my producer and engineer in the studio. Okay. So he said, hey, uh, Sam, he said, I'm going to play you a song that we just wrote the other day, and he played this song, My Friend Fred, and I was just bawling. I was crying because it hit me so hard, you know. And, uh, I said, man, y'all gotta let me have that song. He said, somebody's already put it on hold in Nashville. And it was a big name act that put it on hold. Real big. And uh, he said, we can't let you have it. You know, he said, cause it's on hold. I said, okay. Uh, and I kind of forgot about it really. So the next time I went to work in the studio a few months later, I said, hey man, uh, play that my friend Fred for me. I just want to hear it. He played it. I was crying like a baby, you know. So then I left the studio and then uh, I get home one day and I said, I called him up. I said, hey, can you just text me? I mean, uh, 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 email me a, uh, uh, a track of my friend Fred just for me to have. I won't play it for anybody, I promise you. 
And he said, yeah, I'll send it to you. So I got it, and I'm sitting there in my living room, and I hit play, and I start crying like a little old baby again, you know. I called him up right away. I said, look, this thing has been on hold for two years. It ain't going to get cut. Somebody's going to miss a great song if it's not cut. And then all of a sudden he said, uh, oh, hell, go ahead and cut it. And they let me cut it. I said, if you let me cut it, I'll have it out. I'll have it finished in three days from now, and I'll have the video out in a couple of weeks. And sure enough, that's what we did. And uh, that was the last weekend that we did before COVID hit us. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's such a powerful song. And yeah, it is. There's so many artists I know who have been influenced by you. I've seen you on stage with Riley Green recently. Talk about what that means to have that you know, impact on this newer generation. You don't think about it. I don't think about it. I'll be up there and, and, and something might have happened during a show and 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 uh, I'll be riding here just standing up. It might, usually it's three or four of us standing up here just talking, you know, yeah. while the driver drives. We kind of help keep them awake on some stuff, you know. And uh, they'll, I'll say something and they'll say, you just don't understand, do you? You just don't see it. These guys look at you like you look at George Jones and Merle Haggard. Right. And, and, and I don't, I can't, I still can't just imagine that. I can't imagine that. Because Jones and Haggard were such, you know, and, and Hank uh, Senior, Hank Junior too. I mean, right. he's a legend. You know, and Tammy and, 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 and Loretta and all that. And I, I just can't, I just can't seem to put myself in that class. Yeah. I don't think of myself you're, in that class. You're worthy of it. I promise you that. But you're out on the road. Aaron Tippin, Colin Ray, Roots and Boots Tour. It's got to be a blast out here. Oh, it's awesome. I started this little thing about 12 years ago. And um, I can remember when uh, uh, we didn't have any shows left. Mm -hmm. A lot of us from the 90s were going broke. We didn't have any work. Right. And one day I woke up, I live in southwest Louisiana, and I have a little place in Nashville, you know. Uh, so I say six months, six months, six months, six months. But anyway, I said, man, I got to figure out something uh, to make a living. I'm going broke, I'm going hungry. Right. And uh, I woke up one morning and I thought, you know, I ought to get two other 90s country artists, big artists, yeah. and call them up, see if we can't put together a little thing, unplug thing. You know, uh, and uh, so I called my agency, and I was talking to my agent, and I said, "Who's on the roster there?" And he started naming off entertainers, and I said, "You know what? If you don't mind, call Aaron Tippin for me, and call Joe Diffie. Yes. Call them up, and ask them if they would, would be willing to try this." And uh, he said, "Man, he said, let's try it." So uh, I can remember some of the some of the suits in Nashville told me and said. It'll never work. They said, there's no way that three artists are going to come out on that stage and sit on stools with a guitar behind them playing. And people, 500, 1,500, 5,000 people are going to stay there for 90 minutes without leaving. And I said, y'all hide and watch me. What they weren't thinking about was that between me and Tippin and, and Dippy, between us, we had 100 big 
hit records. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of shows. And when you only have to do 22, 23 songs, you're gonna leave some out of 100, out. you exactly. They're not going anywhere. Right. So as soon as Aaron would sing one, then I would sing one, then Joe and come back to Aaron, we just keep doing that. And it was just bam, 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 one after another, you know. And then uh, when Joe left, I was, uh, I was, I was worried about who we were gonna get to fill that that slot, and uh, tried out a few people. I had a few guests come, and uh, and then they they said, "Why don't you try Colin Ray?" And I wasn't I wasn't real sure about Colin, you know, I wasn't. Uh, and I, I've told Colin that many times, but after that first night, and I watched those folks, and and I felt the energy we were having up on stage, and the, and and. and thing happening yeah. I knew that Colin was going to be a perfect fit and from then on it's been us three and uh, it just don't get no better and then finally just a few years later uh, I had been wanting to do it from the beginning because uh, we added the full band that way we can work year-round right you know you can work your spring and festivals and fairs and all that stuff with the band when winter time comes and there's snow everywhere do our little three-man unplugged thing. It's, it's, Doing it's theaters. Very, yeah, it's a so smart, it's perfect. Yeah, business move. Yeah. Year round. Yeah. This is the busiest year I've had since 1993. Oh my goodness. No joke. That is fascinating. And our station is playing honky-tonk boots. Our listeners, oh, really? our listeners love it. it. That song is so good. I want to know, are you working on any new music or album? You know, or I have two two albums uh, worth of music already recorded uh, they're sitting in muscle shows alabama and then uh and then covid hit us right and uh so i hadn't been able to sing those albums to get them out so uh and then i just signed another little record deal the other day to deliver two records two new albums by october so i have four albums i gotta finish by the end of this year are you recording them in I record. I, I normally do my uh, my tracks uh, in uh, Nashville, okay. and I always do my vocals and muscle shows. Okay. I love it. Though. Yeah. And um, the, so the first the first two albums are sitting in muscle shows. I had to finish, but then I signed to do two more. One of them is a blues album, nice. uh, and uh, "Lay Down Sally" is uh, the song that I did uh, for this uh, this uh, tribute album to Eric Clapton. We did. Well, that, radio, that that record label decided they wanted me to do the whole blues album for them. So that guy, the producer, he cut the music already down in Austin, Texas. So that album is ready. That's the album number three. No vocals yet. And uh, in Muscle Shows, they want me to do like a tribute album to Muscle Shows music. So we got we got some of that music already recorded in Muscle Shows. So that's album number four with no vocals on it yet. That's a whole lot of music from that's, Sammy Kershaw. That's a lot of music. And we're, we will play it all in our station. I hope so. We love it. Thank you so much, Sammy. We are so excited to see you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you all for wanting to talk to old country man. Oh, we will always talk to you and we'll keep spinning those records. Thank you, my dear. That wraps up this episode of Country Music Road Trip Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and share this episode.